Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Commonwealth Games roll on for another day and the New Zealand medal tally will hopefully keep rising. Although, after the efforts of our track cyclists, it's not going to be easy or really possible to keep the pace of gold up. Alison Shanks knows about gold. She won a medal, made our one in 2010 on the bike in a career that saw her climb to the top of her sport worldwide. Still heavily involved with top-level sport and a recent inductee into the Otago Sports Hall of Fame. Alison is up in the UK in a role representing Oceania at the Commonwealth Games Federation Athletes Commission. She's been good enough to take our call into the show this morning. Good morning, Ali. How are you doing? How's the UK? Good. Good morning. Yeah, no, it's going good. It's going good. Beautiful. Hey, tell us about your role. What does what, what your role involve over, in, uh, over at the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, so I'm uh, the Oceania representative on the Commonwealth Athletes Commission. So a bit of a mouthful, but... Um, Basically, yep. we, there's a, one representative for each region of the Commonwealth, um, and we essentially represent all the athletes of the Commonwealth, advocate for them. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty sweet role, to be honest. Hey, Ali, you must, you must be enjoying the cycling up there at the moment. The, the, the medal tally's been outstanding by our guys. Oh, it's just been an absolutely phenomenal four days of, like, track racing down in London um, at the Velodrome there, far out. Like, I think... Just the, the fact that, you know, the medal hall, but the number of golds was just, you know, outstanding. And the performances that that team put out, um, yeah, it was just so proud to be a Kiwi. Uh, has this been beyond your expectations? Did you expect that many medals from, from most of our cyclists? Like, they 13 plus? Oh, look, no, I, th- I think it, it, the number exceeded everyone's expectations. I mean... We always, as a track team, go in with high expectations, but just, yeah, the sheer number, but also, as I said, the sheer number of goals, um, you know, just incredible. Beautiful. Let's touch on your role. So we we talk about there's a a big title for most of these roles, but just give us a bit of detail. So what does your role involve uh, representing Oceania over at the Commonwealth Games? Like, are you, like, man personally um, having a connection with all the athletes or what does it entail? 
Yeah, so we're a relatively new commission. Um, we're only established uh, 2018 on the Gold Coast, and it's really about advocating for the athlete voice. How do we integrate the athlete perspective into decision making all the way up to the executive board at the Commonwealth level? So, um, yeah, it's, it's as a representative, you get out and about and you talk to the athletes from your nations in your region. Um, and then have that ability to feed it up the chain so that decisions that are made at a higher level of governance are made with the athlete at the forefront of those decisions. That's um, Hey, Ali, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just listening to that conversation and, and athletes' voice. I'm actually talking about that later on today in the show. But do you think athletes overall are happy in a healthy, healthy place and the discussion, especially with what high-performance sport down here in New Zealand is in the model that needs to uh, look at athletes and their well health and well-being? Yeah, and I, th I think it's an evolving space, you know, and for a lot of sports, it's a new space. Um, and, you know, like the likes of cycling, I know have got an athlete um, voice group within Cycling New Zealand. And so, you know, there's that, those mechanisms are starting to be integrated. And so we have to start at the sport level as well and then, obviously at a country level, from a Commonwealth level, then we move up to that regional, and then we get to a Commonwealth Games Federation level. And so how do we really pull the athlete perspective from the ground, those daily training environments, and feed it up to those that ultimately make the decisions to run the sport at a higher level? So it's, it's a work in progress, and you know, especially when we get to an international level, and I'm seeing it here on the ground, I think we need to be put in perspective just how far we've come in New Zealand, and we really are leading the way in this space in a lot of areas. There's still a long way to go, and we can we can do better, absolutely. Um, but I think when we look at it in the context of in, where international athletes' voices, we should be really proud of where New Zealand's sitting at the moment. What, what's a, what's the catalyst? Um, you know, if you're looking back at how well you you've done, and then you you look at the the tallies and the way that our athletes and the dramas that are going on in the boardroom have just gone out there and absolutely smashed it. What's the catalyst to change? Is it, is it athletes having the courage to voice and have it and, and be heard? Look, I think, you know, these performances that we've seen over the past four days on the track have not just happened overnight, you know. They're the culmination of years of hard work and, you know, the likes of, Brownie Botha, she was a junior world champion in 2015, and so it's been grinding away, you know, and I think that's what we've seen, even, you know, the men's endurance team, man, they brought home four goals, it's just incredible, and that isn't just turned around and, you know, overnight, so um, those athletes have, yeah, put in the hard work, and amongst, yeah, what has been a really public roller coaster ride for the sport as such, and so... I think it just shows their resilience, though. You know, they get out there and they do what they do on a daily basis in the background, and we're now seeing the, the results there. So I think the sport has, you know, got an exciting future ahead. What are the key dif What are the differences from when you were competing and when you were cycling, all the resources that are, you know, at, at your disposal to what you're seeing now? Is there any big difference to why we are seeing the success? Like, is there... It's no magic formula. Like they've obviously been for a tough time. I'm talk particularly talking about cycling. It's been for a tough time. But is there anything different that you can notice that they're doing? Look, I think when um, when I was competing, it was very much sort of campaign individual funding, and now we've got a program. And 
you know, with that, as a sport grows, there comes its challenges, which, you know, we have seen. But at the same time, you get a, I guess, culmination of talent in one place, and in this case, it's Cambridge. And so, you know, you can feed each feed off each other on a daily basis, and you keep pushing those benchmarks daily. And I think, you know, that, that in itself um, helps to lift the performances. The other piece, too, is, you know, when you look at the men's endurance team, they've been together now for a good number of years, and, you know, the performance in Tokyo, they were, like, 0.04 off making that gold medal ride and, you know, broke the world record in the process. And so, you know, as I said, like, they've been there or thereabouts, and this week it's just all come together and, um, you know, they've come away with those gold medals. So it's to show for it, and it's just so well-deserved, and I'm so proud of the whole team. It's amazing. Yeah, who's been who's been some of the great characters in the team this year, um, Ali, that uh, remind you of the, the times you spent on the side? Has there been some some people step up and, and you have a good laugh and just um, gel that team together? Well, I think, you know, the boys with um, Gady and Campbell and then, of course, George Jackson with their mullets. Honestly, I feel like I want to take them with some scissors. It's like, come on, boys, clean yourselves up. But the, it certainly adds some character to the... Um, yeah, to the team. And, um, you know, obviously young Elise. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. And um, you know, to win three golds and to, you know, win every event that she uh, she raced in, just unbelievable. And she's just such a beautiful human. And um, only 22, um, I think, yeah, it, it's just the team has really enjoyed being together and you can feel the culture and the support for each other and their performances of each other. So, yeah, it's just been a, a magical four days to be part of. Nice. Oh, we're going to let you go shortly, Alison, but we're going to ask you, where are you? Where are you at the moment? What are you watching? Right what now, are you supporting? I'm at the Athletics, yeah. and I'm supporting our two Kiwi girls who are in the pole vault, and I'm yes. not sure where they're at now, but we've got, yeah, so we've got um, Olivia and also, oh my gosh, the name is Imogen. Me, of our young, other young, Imogen, that's the one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're down to the final few, so... Um, I'm about to head out and, um, yeah, give them some support because it's a packed stadium. The atmosphere is amazing. And it's only day one of the athletics. So it's going off here over in Birmingham. Well, you go out there and you voice your support and you be loud and maybe you'll make it on camera and go, we just spoke to you there. We're watching here back in New Zealand. (laughs) We appreciate you coming on on the show, Alison Shanks, talking all things athletics and the Commonwealth Games. We're very proud of all our athletes. Keep up the great work. Behind the scenes, Alison Shanks. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There she is, having a wee chat. She's right there at the athletics. It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Is Ian, how's this? So, Olivia McTaggart just just missed out on her final attempt, and Imogen Iris got up for bronze. So, probably yeah. the... So, that is. Let's, let's chuck it in the pile. <laughs> But probably not the result many were thinking. Um, apparently, the first person to congratulate uh, Imogen was Olivia. She was absolutely gutted herself, but she got straight up there and gave her a big hug. So unbelievable mm. sportsmanship. Well, it actually is believable because the Kiwi team, they all get on so well. But there you go. Another bronze medal. Just a, a little bit niggly with the coverage of the athletics. It's kind of been cutting in and out. I don't know if anyone else has been having that issue. Um, it might just be me and my seasickness still. And Sri Lanka, 32 for four. So the White Ferns firmly in control there. So the team is dead set flying, Kempi. Yeah, man. They're going, they're going all right. They're... Uh... Yeah, look, I think they, they're struggling. Here's another wicket by the looks of it. 
No, no, just <laughs> very close. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what, Izzy, I'm getting dizzy. That's here, <laughs> trying to concentrate and talk at the same Listen time up, and watch all the black ferns and make, make sure that you don't miss anything. It's hard work. <laughs> oh, Izzy, Izzy, I'm getting dizzy because the TVs are so busy. Oh, like there, there you go. Kiz, <laughs> there you go. Hey, there's your I, tune. I think what I got from there, and Alison Shanks, we, we'll, we'll get her on again shortly, and I want to ask her the question, because cycling, we've, we've, we've traditionally done really well at the Commonwealth Games, and we know Tokyo wasn't ideal for most of our athletes, particularly Aaron Gates. He probably didn't um, get the results that he was after. So how do we transition I know the Commonwealth Games is totally different to the Olympics because there's obviously major nations that aren't a part of the Olympic uh, Commonwealth Games. So how do we transition this so when it comes to those high pressure moments, which the Olympics are, that's the you know, that's the that's the top of the top of the log. That's where you want to be and want to test yourself. So how do we transition our cycling New Zealand program to be able to go to the Olympics and get these medals there? Because you look at the numbers. Louis, if you look at the numbers, they're not actually quite far off to what they're doing at the Olympics. No. Particularly no. even in the swimming, you know? So how do we transition that to the Olympics? Well, like, look, I think moments? the interesting thing is, and you could overanalyze it a wee bit, but mm. I think if you just strip it back, these are two-year cycles, and you guys would know better than me, but in two years, your form can be completely different, and you can have a completely oh, yeah. different lead into an event. All of a sudden, you can just be... In, Actually, Ali would be a really interesting person to ask because she was at her peak the year that they took away her specific event, I think the 3,000-metre individual pursuit, out of the Olympics. Mm. She was the medal favourite. She was the fastest in the world. They took that event out of the Olympics. All of a sudden, she doesn't have a gold medal, Olympic gold medal to her name. So those fine, weird things that happen like that are Lewis Clebert. He's just hitting his peak now. Well, it's not mm. an Olympic year. It's a Commonwealth Games year. So how you time that out and how you try and make massage yourself to be abs- your absolute best in an Olympic cycle, that's probably the art of being a great games champion, Kimby. Yeah, look, it is. Uh, you know, and it's getting even uh, better. It's getting better and better at, pre- at preparation, getting yourself ready for those um, iconic events like the comms and the and the Olympics. What What was really interesting about Ali's chat, though, was about expressing the athlete voice, and I think that's where. Mm. Uh, there is going to be massive change over the next three to four years is that athletes are, are now starting to understand that it's actually them that can make a difference, not the people sitting around in seats, but it, but the people that are actually going to compete um, in these Olympics. If you have a look at swimming, because you just touched on that, Izzy, yesterday that came out. So the, the young Kiwi boy that's done really well over there, basically him and his coach have come out and said, man, we go to the Olympics, we're doing Olympic times, but we don't know with the lack of support that we're getting if we can continue to do that. And it's, a, mm. it's the same message. It's like, it's like someone's got a hammer and they're just tapping away on this nail non-stop. And eventually, Mate. the nail they're hitting is the player. And the player's mm. saying, stop, enough's enough. You know, you really need to look at us. We're the ones going to do, and, um, going to compete and get the medal. This is what we need. You know, so, look, yeah, it's a, a real interesting bit. chat from her. Yeah. He should never, in the next two years, before Paris, he shouldn't have to pay for a single thing. And I heard Smithy saying the same thing. Gary Hollywood's the coach. He has a great chat with Kirsty in that. Uh, you should go have a listen to that for sure. Uh, Lewis Klubert's, um coach for swimming. Mate, he's got a realistic chance of going to the Olympics and being one of our greatest ever. Daniel Loder, I think, is our last gold medalist in the pool at the Olympics. Mate, he has to 
get all the resources and everything thrown at him because this kid has talent. So do it. If you're listening, highest performance sport, please fund him. Wow. Stay, fund them all. Stay Give them everything. Stay right here because <laughs> I can see Kempi's walking away to the back fence and he's going to come back at us in a second. Cameron Gray, six in a semi final of the men's 50 metre freestyle. Might just be a little bit off the pace there. Sri Lanka, 32 for five. White Ferns, well and truly in control of that match. And yes, you heard it here. Throw it on the pile. A surprise bronze for Imogen Iris. She definitely wasn't favoured going in there, but she's walked away with a bronze medal at Narrow Commonwealth Games medalist U Beauty. 22 and a half past seven. Off the back fence, fence with Kempi continuing this conversation after this here at the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, Staffy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.